Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Frightmares. I am your host, Austin Proctor, and today I have a super special guest, uh, Ms. Mia Jovovich from Resident Evil. Say hi. What? <laughs> Could you imagine if we had her on the show? Are you kidding me? Um, see, I wouldn't be on the show because I would have died from shock. Well, then I'll interview her and you can be dead, I guess. Jeez. Wow. Fucking R.I.P. Me, man, that's gonna be an interesting conversation that you'll miss out on because you'll be dead, I guess. Guess so. Guess so. I'll let you know. Well, no, I guess I won't let you know. <laughs> kind of get a spirit board. Yeah, why not? Afterwards. That'll be a that'll be a killer episode. Holy shit! Resurrecting spirits from the dead. I can't lose a co-host. <laughs> I can't do this shit alone. Fuck, man. I have Corey, and then it would be me and him. That's it. That is it. There'd be no diversity. Yeah, it'd be two white dudes talking. Oh That's interesting. <laughs> Damn, shots fired, man. Yeah. Not even here. Rude. But half that shot was for you. I guess that's true. That's not even fair, man. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, goodness. Yes. Uh, so if you couldn't have guessed by now, we are we are talking about Resident Evil movies today. We're, we decided to go a little different for the... Uh, well, this is the second episode for 2020, but first episode where we're actually talking about stuff we've watched um so we figured we'd go a little horror adjacent because i mean they're not really straight horror movies but i mean there's like you know a lot of death and murder and lasers it's that got the, all the makings of a horror film and there's some scary moments and according to imdb it is an action horror sci-fi so that works for me sci-fi is close enough to horror and it's even got it Listed as a genre, as a genre so well, boom. IMDb says so. <laughs> we all know how reliable that is. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna get into those in just a second, but we are going to talk briefly about something that we just saw today: a new horror release for 2019, 2020. It is 2020 now. In case you weren't aware, like Austin wasn't. Yeah, uh, I have a time machine, and we would no. Uh, we watched Underwater today, which was surprisingly good. Yeah, um, that was a stressful movie. I thought uh, Kirsten Stewart did a really nice job. Um, they they really kept the intensity up, and um, I appreciate that because they'll they'll spend and, and it happens in a lot of movies. They're like, it's a very intense situation. We have time to chit chat for ten or fifteen minutes about life and uh, consequences and um, decisions, and you know. We're just going to hang out and powwow. Like, really? Really? You said this was a dire, time-sensitive situation, and you're going to chit-chat for a while? What, in this movie? No, I'm saying this film did not do oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It only did it one time, and that's when they're, like, walking on the ocean floor, and it's the two of them, and they're having, like, a heart-to-heart. I'm like, okay, you do realize you're seven miles below the ocean, uh, and there's, like, things out there. You might want to just, like, focus on the journey. Yes, but the reason they were doing that was because... They, she was trying to get the other girl to um, focus on what was going on. Yeah, because she was a bit uh, all over the place. Well, you know, she had expressed that while they were all in their little scuba suits, well, they're they're under what I don't know scuba suits, um, <laughs> really s- like halo looking scuba suits. Um, you know, she she had expressed she had never even um, dived before, so she was very stressed out and she was trying to keep her calm so she would not waste the fuck out of her oxygen. Yeah, I don't... Uh, that's something I never, ever, ever... I don't even want to go scuba diving. Fuck being seven miles on the like in the ocean. Snorkeling sounds good enough. Yeah, I'll stay on the top 
where I can, you know, get out very quickly if need be. You know, like my head's up, my head's down, snorkeling, heads up, I'm, I'm above the I'm water. I'm good, yeah, no. Because, uh, no. I'm not a fan of the ocean, so anytime a movie portrays someone in the ocean in a dire situation or in space, I'm already out of it. I'm already tense the whole time because I don't like that shit. Yeah, because there's the whole extra additive of the pressure and the lack of oxygen. Yeah, both of that, because they show that pressure, and f- honestly, they got away with some blood in this movie that I didn't think they were going to, because uh, it's PG-13, so there's one scene where I was like, that's a lot of blood. That was... <laughs> it was upsetting. That was a solid death. That's that's going to be one of the like most... They just went for it. They didn't build up... They like. There was just nothing to be done about it, death, and... They they really went for it, and uh, that was one of the better deaths I've seen on a, in a movie. Well, that one, and then the uh, you know the uh, the first one with the whole other pressure situation. You're like, wow, they just went for it because it's like, yeah, there's nothing you can do about that shit. It's over, and everyone knew it. They're like, well, fuck, there he goes, boom. That was pretty. pretty That's intense. the one I was talking about. Oh, I was talking about uh, other one, other dude with when they were going through the uh, tunnel. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. I won't say who, but you know who I'm talking about. No, I meant the 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 first um, one with the yeah the glass. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was upsetting. They're just like, oh crap, oh crap, oh it's out. Yep, it's uh, just R. gonna R. happen. R.I.P. Dude. Yeah, man. There was some pretty good, uh, pretty good deaths in this one, and it definitely. I thought there was so I th- we thought the monster. Was, at least I thought the monster was gonna be one thing, and it is one thing. And then it takes a turn. And you're like, oh, <laughs> there's more. Holy shit! I didn't expect that to be a thing. Honestly. Yeah, they built it up. They like they, they ramped, really they ramped it, up. it up as they went along. Um, oh, and basic premise, because we didn't say that at all. Oh, yeah, we should probably um, get into that real quick. Which is a um, a mining corporation. They're seven miles down, drilling down. And then um, it pretty much starts immediately, like two minutes into the film. It gets going like um, the underground facility has been compromised and um, they're shutting off bulkheads and people are dying and the whole place is falling apart and filling up with water. And it's like the last survivors trying to get out and get to the surface. And what I liked about the movie is I told this to you after we left is the trailer that you see with Kristen Stewart, like, you know, that whole thing that happens with the water coming in. That's like the beginning of the movie. It starts right there. And I was like, oh, that's tight because you don't know how trailers are. You figure, oh, that's probably something that happens maybe like halfway through 20 minutes in. No, they start there. And I was like, well, this movie's only going to get better because they're kicking it right off and they're having to fucking escape. I was like. Yes, I'm in. And it was only an hour and a half, so quick movie. Yeah, and then they've got the added bonus of they keep hearing noises and they're like, oh, it's just debris falling. It's just parts of the ship and or the station. And then they're like, nah, that's a noise. I hear a noise. And um, so then it's like not only are they trying to get out before it's too late, but also they're trying to evade something in the water with them. Yeah, because they're like, oh, it's just an earthquake because they're uh, in the Marianas Trench. I think that's where the station was. So, they're, you know, T.J. Miller's like, oh, it's tectonic plates. I told you about this or whatever. So they just think it is an earthquake. And obviously we know from the trailer it is not an earthquake. It is, uh, as, as T.J. Miller put it, some slender man shit or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, he was hilarious in this movie. Uh, I always enjoy him in movies, even like uh, Cloverfield, how he's the comic relief. You know that. Yeah, he plays uh, Jamie Platt. What? His last name's Platt, and that I just know that. In underwater? No, in 
Oh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. his last name's Platt because I was like, "Hey, <laughs> that's my last name." Uh, yeah, he was really funny, and it wasn't. He didn't. It didn't get like I didn't get tired of the jokes because you know sometimes in horror movies they try to do that too much. But he, I felt like he was a perfect mix because he would be like me. He'd be like joking about what we have to do. Like, all right, let's go fucking kill ourselves because like it's basically what's gonna happen. We're on the fucking bottom of the ocean. What else is gonna happen? So I, I like the the humor that he brought. I thought he did yeah, a good job. Yeah, and his little running gag that got carried through the film was. That was they, didn't br- they didn't bring it up the whole time, but every time they did, you're like, hey. It was so funny, and they even showed it. Like the end, It was just funny. I really liked that. And uh, yes, Kristen Stewart was spectacular in this movie. She did really good. Fucking she, really good job. She, they didn't, like when she starts doing stuff, they didn't um, just go, oh, I work on this ship so I know things. They explained that she has a, um, like a degree in the field that is relevant to what she's doing. So like what everything her actions make sense to her capabilities um and i always thought that was that's nice because sometimes they're just like oh here's a gun you know how to fire a gun right and then they're like a sharpshooter and you're like but but, you have but no, wait you've never held a gun but that doesn't no. make sense and she's like let me do all this um technical engineer shit like oh do you work on these things she's like i'm an engineer yeah i think she said she was a mechanical engineer i'm pretty sure yeah yeah, but she, yeah, exactly. And I like that they didn't, um, yeah, like what you were just saying. Yes, yes to what you said. I can't really say it any better. Well, yeah, because they, <laughs> they had other characters who were not knowledgeable in in those fields. And those people stepped aside to let the people who knew what they were doing do it because it's like, wh- it's not a interchangeable job type situation, okay? Yeah, it's not rowing the boat. It's knowing <laughs> the mechanics. Well, it's just like the girl who said she never dove before. You're like, well... We're going to do this, so uh, get fucking ready. <laughs> like, uh, this Follow is, me. This is what you got to do. And the um, captain talking about how they've got to take s- slow, shallow breaths. Like, don't breathe like crazy while you're wearing these suits. You're going to waste up all your oxygen. Yep. There's a lo- also, if you have, uh, just because it's, you know, might want to know this. If you have, like, claustrophobia, might want to stay away from this movie. Because there's a lot of uh, tight moments where even I was just like, I don't like this at all. Like, when you have to squeeze through something small. Not about that. I'm a big dude, so I get ugh, no. Yeah, that there were a couple scenes where they were in really tight quarters. I'm like, even ugh. you were like doing like this whole thing, like you were like holding yourself. You're like, oh, like yeah, I don't like this at all. This is terrible. This is not yeah. fun. Yeah, that kind of freaks me out. Yeah, this is a good movie though. Uh, gave it a three point five. Gave it an extra uh, effort, extra half star because again, on the bottom of the ocean, instantly terrifies me. Or space. Same. That's why I never saw Gravity because the trailer alone stressed me out. I'm like, I'm not watching this. That movie was so stressful. Will you watch it though with me? No. I literally saw the trailer and I was like, whew. Nope, can't deal with that. It was so stressful. Anything in the yeah, anything involving space and being just floating around in space, that's my fucking nightmare. Like, See? no. And pass. That, and that's the thing. Like sci-fi space where it's like um Firefly or Star Wars where they really don't focus on the stress of if you got bumped, if you were outside the ship and got bumped away, you die. I'm fine with those movies. Right. But the, the fact that in horror movies that becomes a looming threat or in thrillers like that. Mm-mm. Nope. No, thank you. Have you seen uh, have you seen Apollo 18? Seen Apollo 11, Apollo 13, Apollo 13. I yeah. mean, OK, yeah, that's like Apollo 18. They go on this mission to the moon find some crazy shit on the moon and then it's them trying to like get back but then the united states at one point is like yeah you guys might have a disease on board so you're on your own you're like oh no that's my nightmare 
Yeah. Of course, I'd have to actually be an astronaut for that to even be remotely relevant. So I guess. So you know, any day now. Any day now, yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> I'll be getting the call to go. So. You've been doing your <laughs> online courses. Uh, and I'm not doing very well, so there, there is that. Um, but yes, uh, go ahead and go check that out. That is a much better uh, start to the year than the Grudge was. Unfor- you know, unfortunately, I hate to say. But uh, I'm very more I'm, vo- I'm more hopeful now that I've seen that because that was fucking fantastic. And yeah, I had s- no expectations and they I, exceeded everything. Yeah, pretty much everything. Uh, like, yeah, I went in with just kind of like, yeah, this will be a, a movie for sure. Uh, hopefully it'll be good. But it was like Alien Underwater. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. I mean, okay. I mean, but more time sensitive. Well, yeah, and also, you know, Alien was like a fucking, this was not like a masterpiece by any means. And I'm just saying that's kind of what it felt like. It just felt like Alien, but underwater, you know. It had those vibes. Yeah, it had that vibe. Because the, the monster was pretty fucking awesome, man. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I, I like, didn't Ooh. see that coming, that's for nope. sure. And I didn't see the end coming either. You think one person's going to survive and you're like, okay, I guess that's not going to happen. All right. So, yeah. so good stuff. Go check that out. What? Oh, on to the chaos. Oh, goodness. All right. So I'm going to start by saying I have only seen. So there's six total Resident Evil movies. I know I had seen Extinction, but, you know, I don't even know if I saw the whole thing or I really didn't remember anything besides the birds. Other than that. Oh, and four. I know I had seen four because of uh, Wentworth Miller from Prison Break. Other than that, though, I don't think I had seen any of these movies. And oh, boy, do we have a lot. A lot of things to say about these. These are some of your favorites, right? Yeah. Um, basically, I'd seen, I want to say the second one on sci-fi or something that when I was in, right. in high school. I, I think I saw that one and part of the first one. So, and I'm a huge fan of The Fifth Element. So, Mila Jovovich, my heart. Is it Milia? Mila? Mila. Mila. Mila Jovovich. Mila. Okay, got it. Anyway. Um so when the third one came out, I was 17, so I was old enough to go to the movie by myself because it was R, and I've seen all the rest of them in theater since Extinction, so. I have to say, though, I, I've never understood the 17 for R. Like, why is it not 18? That's such a, it's such a random age. Like, oh, you're 17? Fuck yeah. You go see R movies. Like, what? You know what's <laughs> crazy, though, age. is I don't remember going to see it in theaters, but I do have a distinct memory of purchasing two tickets and then being at a football game in high school and trying to find someone to go. I distinctly remember talking to a shit ton of people at a Friday night football oh, game. Oh, nobody wanted to go with you? Brandon went with me. Oh, okay. Because I was like, somebody needs to see this movie with me. And most people are like, they they weren't old enough. It had to be someone who was my What are you, 16? Get out of here. Yeah, and Brandon's like, um, I like Resident Evil. I'm like, sold. Let's go. We're going to the movies. But yeah, it's weird. I like most movies I don't recall distinctly, but that one is a very vivid memory I have of going to that film. I'll counter one with I'll counter one or mine with yours. Uh, I remember going to Saw 2 because that was actually I had to sneak into Saw 2 because I think I was 15 or 16. So you did the whole let's buy a movie or, you know, ticket for a movie on the same side and then just sneak into that one. So saw that one. And then for three, I was 17. And then every if every year after that would just buy tickets for the Saw movie. So I, I same thing. I have that distinct memory of going to like my first art. Was that your you said the second one was your first R rated movie in theater? Third. Because oh. that was extinction that I saw. Oh, okay. Well, nonetheless, yeah, I have that same memory of like I remember going to see this one movie. That's that's funny. Yeah. Yours is Resident Evil, mine was Saw. Okay. Different films. Different films completely. Good God. Saw two was that's a lot when it first came out. Uh, okay, so 
I guess you 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 talked the first one because you blacked out for most. I didn't of it. black out. I just I was I was trying to uh, like do something with the podcast and edit it, and I wasn't paying full attention to it. And uh, the first one is, uh, has a lot of layers to it. Unlike yeah, the s- I will say that was really funny because everything they've point blank said something about you'd go. Is that guy her husband? I'm like, it's a cover. They just said it's a cover. And then you were like, so she was working for Umbrella? I'm like, you're shitting me. (laughs) (laughs) So like anything they'd go through the trouble of pointing out, that's when he'd look down and then he'd ask me. I'm like, I don't. Are you, I was are you on just like a, blanking out during this film? No, I was on like a 30-second delay. <laughs> so like I would hear what they say, and then like 30 seconds later, I'd be like, wait, so this is what's going on? <laughs> I'm sorry. The other ones were so much simpler. The first no, one no. was a, it was a lot of plot. I'm, you know, like... No, you were setting up your brand new phone and computer at the time. So oh, you were, you that's were, what it was, yeah. And that requires a bunch of button clicking, and yeah. I remember the film, so it's okay. Yeah, so you, you can talk about one, three, and five. I'll do two, four, and six, because two and four were, like, they were my favorites. <laughs> Okay. Not for the um, right so reasons, but first one. Um, oh, where to start on that one? Basically, a it's an underground facility under Raccoon City called the Hive, and someone mysterious um, drops one of the these vials. You don't know what they are, and it cracks, and then suddenly um, it looks like the systems and security systems are going haywire, and proceed to start murdering the shit out of everybody like filling rooms up with water dropping the elevators um releasing poison gas and then it cuts over to well everybody dies um and then it cuts (laughs) over to uh um as the character alice waking up naked in the shower um as often people are in the shower. That happens to me <laughs> at least once a month. <laughs> at least once a month. Just waking up, where am I? Oh, I thought you meant being naked in the shower. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Waking up naked in the shower with the shower on and the shower curtain on top of me covering all of, you know, the you know privates. I had a roommate do that once. Cover her privates? No, um, I had to wake her up while she was asleep in the shower. Uh, anyway... So different context, I'm sure she was she probably. Was drunk. Dr- I was gonna say she was probably drunk. <laughs> she was drunk. Um, Moving so on. Anyway, so she wakes up. She starts wandering around this mansion she's um, in and sees a picture of her with a man, uh, like a wedding photo. She's not sure what it is because, and like you can tell, she doesn't really know what's going on. And um, some guy comes running at her, and. Uh, pushes her out of the way before a bunch of SWAT people come smashing through the windows in this room. And they say they work for Umbrella, they're a tactical team, and they're going to go down to the hive because this is the special back entrance into the hive that she's um, living in. And they're going to figure out what happened. And then it's pretty much chaos from there, trying to figure out what's going on. Like they uh, get to the train that takes them to the hive and a guy who turns out to be uh, her fake husband um, because they're both operatives for Umbrella falls out of the train. Um, he's passed out too and doesn't remember who he is. And it's uh, it takes a wild ride from there because it's part espionage, part horror, part action. It's everything. Part crappy CGI. Oh, man, the CGI. Okay, the CGI in the first four movies is quite wretched. It's just really bad. 
Yeah. And I'm just not sure why it took four fucking movies for them to be like, you know what? Give that CG a budget. Because it's not like it just aged bad. It was bad when I when I saw it ages ago and I saw the one or two. It was it was still bad. I will say really bad four, CG. Part of the problem for four was that it was meant to be 3D. Because four and five were filmed for 3D and six was converted later. Well, and I also hear that with 3D, it uh, it's very uh, kind of like uh, evens it out a bit. You know what I mean? So the well, CG yeah. doesn't look so terrible. So it kind of compensates, so it doesn't look as bad. So I I don't know if that's true. I just I've just I've, the things I've heard. So well, yeah, because the perspective that you get off of it is different. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, um, so this one I I really why why are you doing things? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, oh God. Yeah, there's just a lot of layers. You, I, I mean, well, that I'm, was I'm my not going to go through every layer of this film because that's going to take forever. I won't go through every layer, but we are going to, you know, we're going to. I'm going to. I don't really care about spoilers for the first five. The sixth one is uh, the newest one. It's only three years old, but you know, everything is 2012 or before. So, pretty, there's going to be spoilers throughout this entire rest of the episode. Yeah, but I think the last one has the biggest like reveal of anything. So but yeah, that's why I don't save wanna, that. Yeah, that's why I don't want to talk about it. But the first one. So after all that shit's gone down, you find out that Alice works for Umbrella. Yep. She was going to take them down with uh, a help of a friend. I can't remember who, who is the who is a random guy. Um, it was his like, sister, right? Yeah, his sister, because his background would have immediately shown that he's got ties to people that would want to take Umbrella down, whereas hers did not. Yeah. So you have that going on. Then you have a, a third person who's coming in to try and steal the T virus to sell it to the highest bidder, which you find out he's the guy that was in the lab that threw the vial and murdered the shit out of everyone. So I guess his plan was to murder everyone, take the T-virus, sell it, and they were going to do whatever, a question mark with it, you know? Like, who knows what they were going to do with it? I feel like they don't explain that till like, the fifth film. Yeah, they don't explain it for a while. Um, so, yeah, that's why I also had a problem following because, like, man, there's a lot of shit going on. You have someone doing this and they're doing that. And then they're all on the train together and they're trying to go down to, uh, you know. Then at one point, once Alice goes underneath the house with all the uh, Umbrella Corp people, security guards, SWAT things, you have them going to try and kill the Red Queen. Now, the Red Queen is uh, the AI that went rogue and decided to murder the shit out of everyone to contain it so that way it didn't spread out into the world. I mean, fair enough. Uh, fair enough, yeah. So she murdered everyone, so the, the team was going in to take her down, and uh, Alice is pretty much just along for the ride at that point. You're like, well, I guess we're doing this. I'm going to kick some ass while we're at it, too. And, um, yeah, it's just, it was such a good, it was such a good, like, origin story, because they, they took the zombie thing, made it a little bit different, as we'll talk about later with why the T-virus was even started. And uh, it wasn't a traditional, you know, it wasn't your basic zombie movie. It actually had some good story and plot points there, as yeah. opposed to just, ah, the dead arising murder. <laughs> like, Well, this way they really developed why the zombies don't come in until halfway through the film. Right, um, right. They, and at first they don't even know what they are. It's not just like, oh, they're zombies. They're like, what the fuck is up with this chick? We keep shooting her and she keeps standing back up. Oh, yeah, because at one point when the crew, the crew is going around trying to escape and eventually they just open all the doors to like the wherever they're like at the bottom, wherever they're at in Umbrella, they just the open facility. the facility. The hive. Oh, sorry, the hive. That's what the word is. Uh, they let all these zombies out. And yeah, they see this one chick 
who's just being a weirdo, and then she starts to come at them. So they sh- they shoot her like and she bites somebody. Oh yeah, she bites someone too. Michelle Rodriguez. That's right. Oh yeah, she's in this from Fast and the Furious, and uh, they shoot her like nine times. Like what the fuck is going on? And then they go over there after they shoot her. She's fucking gone. There's like uh okay. And then at that point, all these zombies start swarming, and then from there, it's just a bloodbath, just fucking killing shit. And then you have that. What was it? How would you, how would you even describe that? Oh, it was the the, the the tongue thing, the tongue monster. What was it called? Shit, I have no idea. It had a fucking hilarious name. I can't remember what it's called. Damn it. Yeah, they gave it a w- really weird name. Yeah, look it up. It's that weird. That's really the only bad CG in that movie is that fucking dog thing. God, it's bad. And they show it a lot. It's all up in your face, like the second half of the movie. It's like called the lick the liquor. I think it's what it's called. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. Oh my goodness. Googling it. Just fucking IMDb it, bro. Actually, I've got IMDb right here. So ha. Yeah, but I mean that was really the only parts with bad bad CG was that. But good God, when I say bad CG, guys, I mean, whew, they're pretty bad. Would you agree? Yeah. No. It's it's really um. So. Oh my god, this dog needs to. We need to. We need to do something with her because she's. Then inter- you do it. <laughs> I always do it. You do it. I will. I will relocate her while we do the podcast because she is quite a nuisance. Yes, she is. Um, <laughs> what were you asking? I was asking. The oh name yeah, of the it. CGI is bad. Uh, yeah, that's it. Case closed. No, I'm saying the uh, the CGI like it doesn't. It's really smoothed out. Like um, when you look at old CGI now, and you like like Jimmy Neutron, who. That's some rough CGI because or Polar Express, uh, the Polar Express. Yeah, see, that's oh. bad for a whole other reason Ooh, because they're nightmares. In the, the uncanny valley. That's true. Um, but yeah, it's it's just too smooth, too textureless, and they've added texture, but the texture itself is smoothed out, so it it, it doesn't have that realistic feel to it. Um, no. everything's shiny, and so uh, shiny, but not in a. It's a slimy kind of way. It's more just like it just is shiny. So it doesn't work, and um, it's it's really off-putting. It really is very off-putting. Now, this movie costs... Oh, wait, no. Yeah, the budget was $33 million for the first movie. That's a, that's a lot of movie for... Or a lot of movie. <laughs> that's a lot of money for a first movie, you know what I mean? At least it yeah. seems, seems it is. But, I mean, also you have the game, so I guess it did have a reputation, you know. Yeah, I uh, mean... I think they had a problem with the fact that uh, a lot of fans had the problem, apparently not enough of a problem because they made so many fucking movies, but <laughs> the fact that um, the characters aren't part of the game, like they add in characters from the game from second onward. Right. Um, I kind of feel bad for the one guy who shows up in was it five because he's such a m- minimal part to the film for being like a main character in the games. Um I mean, I but guess they start interjecting them, but Alice stays the central yeah, person. Yeah, she's a oh. central person. And see, they made, dude, they made $102 million worldwide gross off that movie, so you wonder why there's six of them. I mean, shit, that's a pretty fucking good, good gross off of those movies. Because this came out in 2002, so I mean, it makes sense that the CG wasn't that great, because this was 18 years ago at this point. Um, yeah, it is the liquor. The liquor, yeah. That is that, actually what it's called. That's yeah, what I, yeah it was, I, I was going to say tonger, but that didn't sound right, so I figured you should look it up. Yeah, and the um, one in uh, Leopard Dead is the smoker. So. Smoker, yes, that. Uh, one of my favorite parts from this movie is by far, it's the laser slicing scene. That was so fucking cool. Such an iconic scene. They have callbacks to it 
all the time well, yeah, because they, it was such a cool scene. Not only the callbacks, but they have they go into that room two other times in the movie, avoiding laser. Or two other times in other movies. It happens three times total. That's what I meant by a callback. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like a flashback. No, I mean like, well, yeah, like <laughs> literally every opening is them like getting you up to speed on what's happened. And then there's always a clip from somebody dying from that scene. But yeah, I think they have, um, yeah, they have people going into it like three different times throughout the rest of the film. Twice in one movie and then like one in another. Yeah, and it's it's epic every time, and the CG only gets better from the first one on. So every time they enter that room, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a little bit better. It's gonna get a little bit more crazy. Yep. Fucking awesome. Now this, okay, so this one after they do all that that we talked about, uh, I can't remember the ending. They get they're somewhere and then they get grabbed out by the guys in the the lab coats. I can't remember it's where they were. They're in the mansion again. They so they're back in the mansion, and, and it's, it's Alice and uh, Matt, the guy Matt. who uh, was trying to save his sister, who was hella dead at that point. Yeah, he really could have saved himself a lot of trouble by not going at all. He would have survived the film had he just not gone. I mean, yep. he did technically survive the film, but you know, you know what I mean. You, well, because at the been en- attacked. Well, because at the end, when they get pulled out of the house, you know, they get put on stretchers. And uh, you see that Matt is mutating, and he's got this cut that like stuff is starting to grow out of, right? Yeah. Gross. And uh, me, uh, Alice wakes up, and she's in a she's in a room by herself, and she's ripping all the cores out of like her, a right? Hospital room. Yeah. And then she goes out of the hospital room, and it's like every zombie movie you've ever seen. But instead of starting this way, it ended this way. You know, they're in the hospital. It's all abandoned. And they go outside, and they're like, oh, shit, what's going on? And you see, like a, like, a little newspaper that says The Dead Walk or something like that. So I like that because usually that's how you start the zombie movies, and this one ended with that. So I thought that was a clever way to still use that but not do it the, you know, the same way. They kept it more compact and they yeah. kept it more like we got to get out of this building, not like we got to run for safety um, from this city. They kept it more um, contained. Yeah, much more contained uh, and a very interesting story because you're like, who the fuck is Umbrella? Because Umbrella, everyone has products from Umbrella in their household. You know, they make all sorts of shit. But what people don't know is they're doing all these tests on people, experimenting, creating viruses. And that's the side that you don't see of Umbrella. So I like just like like we said, how many layers there were to the first movie. Like, fucking good start, man. I just tried to drink the microphone instead of my drink. How did that go for you? I started to open my mouth and I was like, mm, you know what? That's not a drink. That's, That's a microphone. Drink. That, that is a piece of foam. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and move on to the second one. Now, the second one, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Are you going to do this one? Oh, I'm going to do my best. Oh, I can't wait for this. I'm going to do my best. And my best is never good, as we all know. It's just never not. It's never. It's never not good. Not. That's not okay. no. Okay. Now this we'll see the plot to the second one is just so much fucking simpler because she wake Alice wakes up in Raccoon City, uh, in a city hospital after the city has been overrun by zombies, and now she just has to make it out of the city before some bomb is dropped on it because they're trying. They, you know they this one. Okay, this is my problem with this movie and why I didn't rate it very well is because <laughs> I get it's a movie, it's sci-fi, but they quarantine Raccoon City. And, like, they just have, like, a 10-foot wall up around. I'm like, that would take fucking weeks to do, bro. There's no way you're going to quarantine a city in, like, an afternoon. What? 
To be fair, though, if it's a city built by um, Umbrella, um, they probably already had those walls in place. Okay. Well, you know, they don't really explain that. They just, it's quarantined, and then they get to the wall, and you're like, that's a pretty solid wall. I feel like they would have, yeah, either had to already have that or, God, have a billion people putting that shit up immediately. I mean, welcome to the Resident Evil films. If um, it would be complicated to explain, they're just like, eh. We're and not doing it. That's what I fucking love about all these movies is they just gloss over so much shit. Just like, no, no, no. Just just live in this world. It's fine. Don't worry about everything. Let's not get, you know, let's not get right down to the point. It's just, it's just a broad story. Try not to think about it. Exactly. Try not to think about it too much. Uh, so that is, that's the central plot of this movie is her trying to get the fuck out of the city before the bomb drops on it. Obviously, there's a bit more involved because you do find out at one point why the T-Virus was created. And uh, the scientist who created it made it for his daughter because uh, it was she had some type of disease. I know they mentioned it a couple times. I can't remember, remember exactly what it was. What's funny is they explain how Shut it's created up. and that what? What? Oh, go ahead. No, they explain how it's created in the second film. And then by the last film, it was created by someone completely different for a completely different reason. Oh, really? Yeah, because this one, it was created by a guy in a wheelchair because his daughter suffered the same genetic um, dis- uh, disease that he does. And she was already um, in, like, starting to use crutches, and she was going to be in a wheelchair. So he gave it to her, so she would not be in a wheelchair. And in the last film, it's created by a guy for his daughter because she has a disease that's going to make her age rapidly, and he wanted to save her from that, so he created the T virus. I mean, generally the same, but also like they just totally changed it. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't realize it till last night. I also realized a joke I made to you in the third film um, actually ended up being really, really relevant in the last film. And I was like, man, I forgot this was a thing. And that's so awkward because I accidentally called something I forgot about. Might have to drop that down a little bit on my rating then because that's really weird to change that almost entirely. (laughs) that's so weird okay see that's what i was telling you about um with the underworld films like they had a a necklace that was relevant in the first film it's a normal like one two inch like thing on a necklace and and the second film it's like four inches big it's double it's like double triple the size it was in the first film because they just changed it like nobody was gonna notice because it was convenient to the plot line. So they changed it for the last film to make it more convenient to the plot line. Oh. Well, that's weird. <laughs> so anyway, continue. You're explaining the film. <laughs> Where was I? You were talking about the uh, why the guy did the T-virus. And oh, yeah. You, you have to explain what everybody's doing. Yeah. So he... Okay, yeah. So he created the T-virus for what you, for what you just said. And um, obviously he didn't realize that it could do what it's doing to people when it's released. It's turning them into zombies because he made the T virus, but he was also giving her regular shots of something to kind of keep it from mutating. Right. Or something. Wasn't he giving her antivirus? That's was that, was that what he was doing? Yeah. Yeah. Because it still needs to be contained. If you, if you let that out, then you're obviously you watch the movie, you know what happens when that shit gets out, but he didn't know that at the time. Now, while you're learning about this, you realize he's getting separated from his daughter. So they're kind of explaining why the T-virus was created. What? 
Because they're evacuating all the important umbrella people. Well, I wasn't going to get too specific, but he gets separated from his daughter at one point and uh, starts calling people to help, you know, bring her in. So he starts calling all these people. Uh, Through payphones in the city, like random payphones. Matrix style. <laughs> yes, like that. Yes. Anyways, and uh, so that's one of Alice's j- tasks as she's escaping is to grab said girl, get her out of city. Yeah, because he says if because um, he calls several people like a, a um, umbrella SWAT team that got left for dead, um, an ex-cop who is paired up with a uh, news anchor and somebody else, um, her partner who's been bitten already. Um and uh, Alice and that one guy who's dressed sort of like a pimp, but isn't LJ. Oh, Mike Epps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they all get the call um, to go get this girl. And if they get her, they'll uh, the scientist will help them get out of the city. Yes. Yeah. Now, this is where in- you have people from the video game that enter. You have Jill Valentine, and then you also have uh, Carlos Olivi- uh, uh, Olivero? O- O-L-I-V-E-R-A? O- Olivero? Whatever. Not very good at saying names sometimes. So you have those two people. They're, they're actually from the game. So that's, ca- that's kind of cool that they're finally like, oh, hey, by the way, yes, we, you know, we're showing. We're aware of their characters. We're aware of their characters, and this is how we relate to the game. Uh, so I-, I did like that. It's just so funny, though, because Jill... Uh, she's obviously a cop, but she's literally wearing like a tube top and a mini skirt, I think. Hey, she's got a sweater tied around her waist in case it gets chilly. <laughs> it's just so funny because you have all these cops in normal uniforms being normal cops. And she's like, yeah, I'm here. She's got like this like kind of emo style attitude going on where she's just like very expressionless and like, it's just funny. <laughs> it's See, just fucking funny. What I liked about her was, yeah, she is a, because they, um, they send this big guy out uh called was it nemesis oh okay you're going there already i'm sorry go ahead no no go ahead i want to talk about the nemesis we you will um they send him out to um test out his capabilities um because he's been enhanced and um he's this he actually looks really real uh really close to the uh game but um he's been enhanced and alice has been enhanced and they're um testing them basically but they start sending him after these stars members who are like elite killers like top of the the best of the best and like jill valentine's one of these people and she is seriously running around trying to like save the day in a mini skirt and tube top it's fucking awesome (laughs) somehow through no explanation, this is another one of those fuck it, we're not explaining it things. <laughs> she knows the only way to kill these zombies is by shooting them in the head. She literally says to him, oh, yeah. I told you, you have to shoot them in the head. Like, what it, but well, how do you how do you know? This literally started today. What? Listen, she doesn't need to know, okay? It's just already there in her brain. Yeah. They just they just don't address it. They're just like, <laughs> it is what it is. Go with it. Well, and uh yeah, going back to the nemesis. That shit is badass, and that was actually a practical effect as opposed to using CG, and he looks fucking gnarly, and like you said, he does match the uh, one from the game, because I was just, I was just Googling, I was Googling like the nemesis from Resident Evil, and it showed a picture of it from, it was either the comic book or something, I was like, holy shit, they did a really good job of making him look just like that, and uh, he was fucking badass, probably my favorite part of uh, this movie, because also, this one, they kind of went a little... Uh, 
different because it's it's pretty bonkers and absurd. It's very over the top, um, and it's not really in a good way. Some of the stuff is over the top and funny, like when the nemesis just has that rocket launcher and he's just like annihilating the top of the building. Like it's like that is so over the top. Where'd you even where'd you even pull that out from? Uh, but so then some of it is kind of like wow, that that's a bit much. It's just a bit much. But nonetheless, you find out the, the nemesis was actually Matt from the first movie. At the end, he started mutating. I guess they kind of controlled that mutation, and now he's just this badass beast bred for destruction. I was like, that's pretty Totally cool. deformed. Well, because they show a close-up of his eye, like the first time you see him, and it kind of zooms out, and you're like, okay, that's a weird thing to do. And then later, when Alice is in front of him, realizes that it's Matt by like you know seeing his eye I guess or something and I was like oh so that's Matt well that's crazy because he's a fucking gnarly looking motherfucker now poor bastard poor bastard I mean pretty awesome I'm not gonna lie that suit must have been fun to be in I'm sure it wasn't hot or heavy or anything no none of that none of that it just looked like it was fun to be in so now I did really enjoy that um once they do come face to face and they force a um an altercation between Alice and Nemesis. Um, oh, Matt. Uh, she And she realizes it's him. And she's like, Matt, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, that's all I needed. Turn sides. <laughs> <laughs> he basically just starts shooting at, like, the umbrella people. You're like, wow, that's all it took was someone knows who you are. So we're good now. Like. You shot at her so much through this film. It took little to no effort for you to be. You think they would have planned for that? Yeah, that's and that's what I love about these movies. Sometimes is it's just like, nope, just go with it. Just fucking, this is what's happening. So deal with it. Honestly, it makes me um think of uh, there's a bit in Josie and the Pussycats movie where one of the characters says like uh, is talking to another character. He's like, why are you even here? And she goes. I was in the comic book. He's like, what? And uh, I just kind of wanted one of the characters to have one of those moments. Like, why do you know this? From the game. Like, what? <laughs> it's just a background character. Like, why are you in the background? I'm in the comic book. Goodbye. Just like, uh, okay. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Uh, so after all the chaos and shit, they go to escape in the chopper, but they like get downed. Like they crash. Crash. Yeah, they go down. They get they down. Get downed. They get down. But Someone they, puts them down. They get up again. <laughs> You're terrible. You'll never find love. Uh, Alice is found seemingly dead. Just like, okay, you're dead. And then they take her. They fly her to Umbrella. And then you see her in a giant tank of water. And she wakes up. And she's like, oh. And then they fucking get her out of there. And she starts having all these flashbacks. And she's like, I know who I am. Murders like the shit out of everyone. It's like, ah, oh, that's awesome. And then even murders somebody like through the camera. She's like looking at the camera and they're looking at her and then his eyes just start bleeding. I was like, oh shit, okay. And then she grins maniacally. Maniacally. So then you're like, oh, I guess she's got telepathy or some kind of telekinetic powers to, to do that shit. All right. They'll explain it in the next film. No, they won't. And they do. Well, and then after all that, they get into a car. Um, they get into a car oh yeah, with Carlos and Jill that come to save her. And uh, then the scientist is like, activate Project Alice. End of movie. You're like, well, what's Project fucking Alice, bro? Well, you got to leave me like that, man. See, I will say I, what I do appreciate is um, they always pick up where they left off in the films and they always set up for the next one. They don't just like end it and then you have no idea what's going to happen next. They always like tease it what's going to happen next. And um, yeah, the the teasing that because she, they know she's been... Um, 
infused with the T virus. Like she has bonded with it without actually becoming a zombie. Um, clearly leads her to some superhuman abilities because they talk about how the T virus has many, many applications mm-hmm. and it's bonded her- with her in a way that it bonded with nobody else. And um, I like that they tease at how powerful it's going to make her. So, you know, you know, some shit's going to go down in the next movie. Oh, and it does. And it does. Now, one of my favorite parts from the second one was when Alice uh, just blasts through that stained window on the motorcycle while they're in the church, comes down. There's there's a ramp there, so she comes down the ramp, and then uh, she flips it around, revs it up, and lets it go, right? Because there's all those fucking liquors or whatever in there. Yup. Motorcycle goes back up the ramp. Into the, into the air, and then one of the liquors jumps on the fucking motorcycle or whatever the monster is. She shoots the tank, and then it just fucking explodes. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> like, wow. That was so over the top. Uh, the Nemesis program was great. I did enjoy the zombie children. Thought that was funny. Uh, Alice fighting the Nemesis. Ridiculous. Over the top. Just There's also really good explosions, though, in this movie that I found, uh, found pretty good. And... Uh, I think that's about it. For, oh, yeah. And then I was like, why is Mike Epps in this movie? My, I had like thoughts that I just wrote down like, why are you here? <laughs> really? Now, I will Such a say, weird person to have in that movie. And he's in the next one. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were like, he's in a couple. I was like, oh, God. I will say of all the, the movies, this one had the most horror elements to it. Like um, people getting dragged away suddenly, um, getting grabbed at. Uh, this, this one had the most horror vibes to it, I think. Yeah, I really, I really like this one, but you know, it was just, it was just some of the parts were just a bit over the top, and I was like, okay, tone that shit down. Uh, but I, I still liked all of these. There wasn't a movie that I was like, no, this was a bad movie. No, so, n- none of them are bad. Some of them are a little silly, but they're still fun to watch. Yeah, and then, so I guess the only problem I have with them is they will set it up, and then in the next movie they don't really pick right up from where they left off for the most part. They're just like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. We kind of did it, and now we're over here. It's just like they never – they always set you up so big, and it's like, where was that – I want that part that you set me up with. And I think we talked about that because there are characters that won't be in one movie, but two movies later they'll show up again. <laughs> and and I think they um, – it's like, you know, we couldn't get this actor, uh, so we're just going to ignore their existence until they're available for another film. And then they were going to put them right back. Yeah, I only say that because, you know, the third one starts off where she wakes up where she did in the first one. You're like, oh, you're not going to pick up where you left off? Okay. So tell us about uh, tell us about Extinction. My favorite. Um, it is the best one. It is. I think they, they had a lot of fun with it. It um, has a weird Mad Max zombie mix to I it. I know. I love it. That's that's exactly what I said. I was like, this is Mad Max-esque. So this one starts out um, with Mila Jovich, Alice, riding in the desert. Um, she's dealing with desert rednecks and whatnot, just trying to make her way, um, trying to figure out more about Umbrella. Um, and she uh, she's kind of just traveling alone. And on the flip side, you've got Carlos from the second film with uh, Claire Redfield. And... Uh, it just says Claire. Yeah, Claire. And um, her convoy of people who are all just trying to survive and they they kind of have uh, an explanation that um, 
the zombies get attracted to people or get attracted when uh, people stay in one place too long. So they just got to keep going. But they realize they're running out of gas. They're running out of supplies because they're just constantly on the move, which is very difficult to do with a lot of people when supplies are limited. And um, they explain like the water's dried up, like the resources which is weird because it doesn't seem relevant and come to think of it, that is no longer relevant after this film, the whole like resources have dried up thing. Apparently they sorted out somewhere after that film, but that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of parts in these movies. They're just like, just that the past is the past. We've moved on. Now we're here. Just, just live here. Okay. I will say, uh, <laughs> it doesn't make so little sense in the n- next one or second. The ones where they're like, and colder places are more towards the coast. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. there's like a whole freaking ocean. Um, yeah. I think that was for, um, no. yeah, where she was flying from. She was flying to Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're like coastal areas. Okay. That makes more sense. But anyway, so um, they start getting attacked by a swarm of crazy infected crows who have been eating undead flesh. And this is why this is my favorite is because this whole scene is crazy where they're like trying to escape these crows that are just like ramming their faces into the windshields of these uh, vehicles trying to get in there and they like crash a car. They're trying to like get away. And um, at the last minute she steps in, uses her crazy psychic powers (laughs) to shoot this flamethrower's flames up into the air and just roast the shit out of all of these birds and it's such a dope scene. Yeah, that scene is awesome because, you know, like you said, there's that one scene I like in particular is when they're trying to go from car to car on like that little ladder or whatever they have. Yeah. And the birds are just coming down and pecking them. It's like, holy shit, because the build up to it's funny because they just kind of notice them. And then it shows a close up and the, their eyes are all red and shit. And you're just like, oh, God, I don't want to see this happen at all. Pass. Yeah. yeah. Like they even like knock one lady off and. Well, she don't make it through this film. Yeah, that was um, pretty upsetting. But yeah, that explosion where the entire just like the sky is just lit on fire. You're like, that was pretty good. Yeah. CG was good, too. So um, while they're all thankful for her saving all of them from being murdered to death by crows, um, a murder of crows. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Claire is a little bit hesitant of Alice's... Um, appearance because she's clearly got some crazy psychic powers and she doesn't know who she is but she's got carlos to vouch for her so you know they're begrudgingly letting her hang around and um they realize they're out of supplies they're down vehicles they realize they have to go hit vegas in order to stock up while this is all happening umbrella starts like they notice the psychic um the energy i don't know how i don't remember how they explained that they just like they've detected alice again so they've turned her back on because they've got programming on her which i still don't understand but whatever anyway um <laughs> yeah there's like a satellite that's always on her like all right whatever that that's just how it is fine fine yeah, fine, some, fine fine whatever somehow they can control her and they make people's eyes turn into the umbrella logo also would like to know how they do that to signify that they're changing so you know yeah you're up to speed yeah <laughs> and um so they're, they they want to test Alice out now that they know she's got crazy psychic powers and now that they've located her. Um, now that she's reconnected with Carlos, they address what's gone on between this film and the other film, which is that it's been a few years and she left because 
they were tracking her and she didn't want to put everybody else in danger. But in no way do they ask what happened to Jill or that scientist's daughter who made it out of the film because um, R.I.P., I guess. They just never explain. They never like even bring them up by name. Um, yeah, there's very few characters that go from movie to movie. They either disappear completely or they'll show up later. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so when they go to Vegas, it's a trap. and It's a trap. So they're down to their bare minimum people. And now they're fighting more aggressive zombies um, that are that were they were trying to test on to make them more controllable. But it turned out to make them more aggressive. What? Oh, no, that was just a really cool scene when you go down to Umbrella and they have that zombie tied up. They're trying to do, like, cognitive tests with him. Yep. And he's doing great, and then he doesn't get one, then he gets really mad, and he's like, oh, shit. And then that guy is such a dick, he just lets that guy die because they try to escape. One guy gets down immediately. The main head guy, like, gets out, and then he just closes the door and just, like, watches him, like, you weren't fast enough, bitch. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Some bullshit. But, um, yeah, so... They're trying to test out Alice and he gets injured in the process and injects himself with um, the antivirus, but not fast enough to stop some of the side effects of this new serum he had created to try to make the zombies less bitey. Um, And it's given him weird tentacle hands. Oh, that shit is cool. And and then it kind of all goes to hell from there. But uh, they decide they're going to go break into the umbrella facility that they saw his helicopter head towards and um break in and try to you know get at their supplies uh, maybe have refuge there because it's an underground facility and uh you know then climax of the film well and what i liked about the scene where they find his choppers because he has dropped uh dr isaac has dropped a crate of zombies off like pretty much directly in the path of the convoy that they have. And they're just like, what the fuck is that? And Alice goes up to it and then the door just pops off and you're like, well, that's bizarre for something to do because you don't know. And they have to fight all these zombies. My favorite fucking scene of this whole movie is her, or is um, Alice with those fuck, whatever those things are. They look like boomerangs, but they're knives. And she's just- Bendy machetes. Yeah, they're just like, she's just fucking kicking ass in that scene. I think that is one of the best scenes and that's why I really like this movie is because- She's just annihilating those zombies in like the most epic ways. Yeah, that fight scene and her in the hallway in the um, what do you think it's the fourth one? Fifth one. Fifth one. Yeah. Um, are some of the dopest fight scenes. Yeah, and even the one uh, that she has because by the end, Doctor Isaac gets pretty mutated, right? He looking real yeah. crazy, and the White Queen who's in that particular facility is like. I've locked him down here. You're going to need to deal with that. Also, you could be the cure to all of this. BT um, dubs. No pressure. Which is fucking hilarious because I think after she kills... Well, actually, I don't really recall. What? Doesn't she kill Dr. Isaacs? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. After she deals with that um, and finds all of her... uh, Turns out they've been... Oh, we forgot to say. They've been testing clones of her... um, through the beginning events oh, of the first film, yeah, like where she's right. in the mansion and she goes through the crazy laser room. Um, they've been, they like recreated the uh, rooms that she was in in the beginning film. Um, and they've been testing clones of her. So then she finds out there's like this pit of dead clones, which would probably be really upsetting to see. 
And then she uh, decides she's going to use those clones to come after the higher ups of Umbrella. Um, but they never like apparently she just didn't feel compelled to try to do the stuff necessary to be the cure for the T-Virus because they kind of just drop it after that. Yeah, they, they really do. They kind of mention they're like, OK, and we're not going to mention that again. Now, nah, I got these clones. I'm going to use these clones like but you could cure. Yeah, I got clones. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Uh, what was I gonna say? Totally forgot. I was gonna see if she did. Was di- didn't didn't the laser scene come back in this one? I'm Twice. Pretty, in this one, right? Yeah, there's one where she um escapes it, and you're really confused because you're like, I feel like this was in the first film, and then you find out she's a clone, and then she, it is part of the final battle with Doctor Isaacs, which is apparently just a setup they like because it happens again in the final film because yeah, i'm pretty sure uh he gets yeah dr isaac gets sliced by all the things yeah the grid one that yeah everybody because she tries to escape and then she does but then she realized that someone was pressing the button the oh her other clone that they accidentally woke up oh yeah that's right yeah and i and uh, i really liked the ending to this one because it opened it up because she calls a blonde douchey guy who's in japan or uh, Tokyo or, or whatever. Hold on, I'm getting his name. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember what his name was. I just I'm gonna refer to him as Doctor Douchey Guy, because he, he was. He wasn't a doctor. It was Albert Wesker, who I told you was played by a completely different actor every film after. Yeah, he was. So she phones him, and because uh, they're having like a little powwow in Tokyo, talking about what's going on, like the U.S. has gone and this has gone, and uh, she calls them via hologram, which I'm still waiting on. Science, get on it. Uh, oh. And it's like, I'm going to bring some of my friends. And then the camera like pans back and you see like hundreds upon hundreds of other Alice's. Right. And you're like, oh, shit, this is going to fucking be amazing in the next one. Well, I'll get to it in just a second. <laughs> just a second. I just had a couple of thoughts. Uh, I do not like her haircut and Alice's haircut. It, it, they really gave her a terrible haircut in this movie. It's just it was bad. a very scene girl haircut. Yeah, was, well, and it's it just didn't look good on her because it had the weird bangs and then long sides, and I was like, no, 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 didn't like that. Also, didn't like the rapey vibes in the beginning. I was like, oh, okay. Remember when the bikers like no, pinned no, her I down? Know. I was like, oh, they're okay. That's a weird way to go. Um, also, I don't like how many dogs they kill in these movies. Yes, they're zombies. I get it, but I feel like we could just negate that altogether and not put any dogs in there that we have to kill. Also, why are the dogs? That are mutated, always Doberman Pinchers. That's it. There's no corgis. There's no. Oh my God! Could you imagine? <laughs> Just like. Uh, I was like, outrun them. I mean, I think we, a brisk pace will do. Like, I mean. Yeah, trotting along. No, it's just funny. They're just always Doberman Pinchers, and I'm like, realistically, how how many of those are on the planet? I feel like there would be other dogs. Um, maybe it's like the stand where just some animals make it and some don't, and it just doesn't make sense. Oh goodness. Um. Yeah, and then I really like the Vegas brawl. Good blood, good kill. So now this, let's go to the next one, which is Resident Evil Afterlife. You know, you, you end with all these Alice's, right? And I'm just like, fuck yeah, this is going to be cool because there's going to be just like an army of Alice's and she's going to take them out. She only brings a couple over to Tokyo. And I don't even, this is where you start getting like, okay, how did she even get there? How did she cross the ocean? Okay, she had a plane that can fit one other person. Did she make like 47 trips? Like, I don't understand. This is one of the points where they're just like, just go with it. She got to Tokyo just fine with a few of her clones, and they tried, and they they really didn't do much. Hey, they blew up that particular. But um, in the the grand scheme of things, in the scope of how much Umbrella stuff there is, just like, okay, well. 
Damn, right. you take out Umbrella. So picky. If they were real, we'd fucking wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. No, we'd be dead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's fucking. <laughs> Let's true. not pretend like we're gonna be the final few making it out. Okay, we're not in shape. We're not. We nope. get winded easily. I would just be like, can you just, can you just hold, just hold on, just and stop. And zombies are strong, and we have a lot of windows in our home. We only have seven. On which floor? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they kind of just, you know, all the clones are, <laughs> I, I don't know, like they, they're just not there. They all died. I don't know. Maybe she went over 300 times and I, who, who fucking knows. So I thought that was kind of a sad way to end that. I was, I really wanted more. I, re- I really wanted like an army to just charge at the base, like Fernardia, like let's go. Wow. That would have been great, but they didn't. And this is what we get. But eventually, at some point, I don't remember how, I just know at some point Alice is flying her plane, and then she runs into Claire, who doesn't remember her at all, and has this weird... What? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she runs into Claire at that uh, airfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's got this weird spider thing on her chest, so she rips that off. Claire kind of, like, deactivates, quote-unquote. Because she was attacking her. Yeah, she... uh, You want to explain it? You You didn't say she was attacking her. I'm sorry. She starts to attack... Alice, because she doesn't reckon. Who are you? What are you doing? Get out of here. What was this called? Afterlife. There we go. Um, yes, and Claire. Now, oh my God, these are so tight on my ears. She takes Claire, eventually ties her up, and they're flying in a plane. Gas. I, I don't know how you're getting gas for that. It's okay. Just stopping at the fucking sitco. Whatever. And they see, because they're, they're flying to Arcadia, which she is convinced is not a thing anymore because she can't find it. But what she doesn't realize, as you find out later, it's a ship. Right? It's on a, it's on a big, like, ship. Yeah, she goes to um, Alaska because that's where the coordinates for Arcadia right. were. When In the um, third film, they that's where they take the helicopter off to Claire and a few of the others, Kmart. Oh, yeah, we um, should have mentioned that. That's That was their end goal from three, is they were going to Alaska to Arcadia. Yeah, um, so they get Alice into the bunker, and then they, they take a helicopter off to Alaska, um, which, good news, Claire can fi- fly a helicopter. Um, so then they, it's not there, and since Claire can't remember what happens, they decide to just start heading down the coast and seeing if they can find any survivors um, because Alice hasn't seen anyone for a very long time. And when they find people, those people are like, look out at the, at the sea. There's the ship. It's Arcadia. And they're like, oh, fuck. Okay, that makes sense. Well, yeah. And uh, she sees people on a like skyscraper, then proceeds to land the plane on said skyscraper. Okay, you did it. Boss move. Boss like, move. Oh, fuck it, I'm landing here. I'm landing here. Uh, also, we have a new zombie in this movie. I dubbed it the face hugger because it looks like a regular zombie and then four tentacles pop out. Uh, let's call them tentacles. It's got like a demigorgon thing that yeah. projects out of its mouth. Four things pop out and then it just grabs you by the face. So I dubbed it face hugger. I know that's like... From aliens. From aliens, yeah. but face grasper. Butt scratcher. But scratch off. <laughs> uh, anyways, blah, blah, blah. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're at the top of the skyscraper, and it's not going well for them because zombies are getting in somehow. They, they got in. They're, like, tunneling up through somewhere, and they ended up in the shower. That's when you see the face hugger or the face scr- butt scratcher, that thing. The butt scratcher. So they're like, okay, fuck, we need to get out of here. 
And uh, they're like, well, let's just take the fucking plane. Like, oh, what are you going to land this plane like seven or eight times trying to get us over to Arcadia? That's not going to happen. That's the douchey guy that keeps suggesting that. No, I know. But then said douchey guy just takes the fucking plane and skedaddles. So they're left on the rooftop with not much to do and, and a means of getting out. But I will say that is the one of my favorite parts of the movie is when she shoves all of them in the elevator to go down. They're like, we don't have any power. She's like, you don't need it. And then throws something over that explodes. Guys shoot down the elevator. She takes the scenic route and uh, just has some cables laying there that she ties to her waist. Just uh, jumps off the edge of the skyscraper while throwing another explosive backwards, hitting a gas tank, which caused a huge explosion. What? No, it was a bag of explosives. Oh, that's right. That's right. She had a bag of explosives that she dropped. Sorry. What film are you talking about? That sounds interesting. We watched six of these in like a couple of days. Okay, they're all <laughs> blending together. I don't remember everything. So as she jumps off, that explodes, would shoot all the zombies forward, and she just kind of swings down, and then at some point pulls out her guns, starts shooting the zombies when she gets closer to the f- closer to the floor, and then eventually just tuck and rolls out. And you're just like, <laughs> wow, I wish that could be a thing in real life. It's one way to get down a building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say with this one. Oh, you have to finish talking about what had happened in the film. Oh, okay. Um, well, shit. I don't even. I, was, I just wanted to talk about my. Oh, th- oh, I forgot to talk about Wentworth Miller. He is. Because uh, I guess th- what they were in was a prison. Yes. Because he got locked up by the prisoners before shit went haywire because uh, he was. Uh, something. Actually, they never really address whether he was yeah. actually a prisoner or because he tells her that he wasn't. He was military and they um, locked him up as a quote unquote joke. Um, but they never address whether or not that's true. And after they break him out, they seem in no way concerned about whether or not he's actually a threat. Yeah, not at all. What's well, Wentworth Miller, man? Come on. You need him on your team. He probably was in prison. I mean, he did that whole show about being in prison. I was going to say, he was in prison for like tw- twice in two different countries. Uh, so, yeah, they do rescue him before they make that great escape down the uh, the building, which is what it's dude. It's seriously the coolest thing ever. Um so then, yeah, after that, they're just trying to make their way to the ship, which, by the way, they kind of just gloss over again. They get down to the edge of the building, and then it's just them in a rowboat. And you're like, okay, did you, did you, just, did you run into any trouble on the way there? Because all of a sudden, you're just in a boat, and then you're on the ship. So I love how they just kind of like, yep, here we go. We're just... We're already past all yeah, this. Yeah, they got the tunnel to get out, and then they were on a boat. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And then they had their buddy Lucas, who got dragged back, and some rubble fell down. And you don't know what really happened to him. Like, he pops out at a tunnel, like, at the very end of the film. So he lived. We just don't know what happened to him, like, in yeah. the meantime. Nope. And then they get to the ship. They realize that umbrella. it's a, an umbrella ship. And they're holding a bunch of people to do more tests on them on the ship, and they're all co- like they they're all like stored in the fl- like the floor of the ship, including Kmart. Oh yeah, she's there yeah. too. She's there, so they and never again. They have an iPad that just has her face with a picture on there, and it's like boop, let's go find her. There she is. Okay, that was really simple. And of course, mega super do mega super douche is there. Trasker, he's there, and they have to defeat him. Uh, because he's all mutated and shit too, right? Oh, it's worth mentioning at the beginning of the film, he injects um, her, injects Alice with a thing that takes away all her crazy psychic superpowers. Oh. So she like she's like, thanks for making me human. 
watch us crash this airplane. Um, so when she meets him, he's enhanced and having some problems with his enhancements. She is not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always forget about that scene because it's like so brief and they're like, no powers for you because we can't afford the budget on that. <laughs> uh, so they fight him. Uh, I, I dubbed him the they defeat the ultra mega Eminem looking motherfucker. Big ass boss, dude. Wow. That guy. Um, I mean, he's not the big ass boss. I mean, he's the big bad of the film. Whatever. He's the bit. He is the boss. But they kill him. No, they don't. Yes, they do. He escapes on a plane. Yeah. And then he fucking explodes. Well, apparently that didn't stick. Well, it's still worth mentioning that he's flown off the plane and then just literally explodes. Like you're like it, like in a fucking epic fashion. It's like, oh, shit. He's dead. Spoiler alert, he's not. Um, and then after that, they uh, Alice gets on the radio and is like, you know, uh, saying the same thing that the message already said. Because the ship was putting out a message like, we have food, we have water, come. Infection free. Yeah, infection free. Psych. So she starts doing that. And then, of course, if you're going to put that out on the radio, Umbrella's going to hear it. And then they send all these fucking choppers, sick ass choppers to the ship. And that's what I like so much about five is they actually pick up right where they left off because i remember saying to you it's like if they don't pick up right where they left off i'm be fucking pissed yeah i remember when i saw that i didn't stay till the end credits and it turned out there were because this was like pre-marvel has everything at the end of the credits so you just are suspicious um this was they they had an in credit scene where they go into one of the helicopters. And by the way, keep in mind there are a bunch of unarmed people on top of the ship who are just kind of standing around like ah oh, yeah they free. were the experiments yeah um, then it cuts to one of the ships uh, uh, the helicopters and Jill Valentine is in there with long blonde hair and she's got one of the spider things on her chest and she's talking about how they got to get down there kick some ass and kill the shit out of a bunch of unarmed people because there are like three armed people. So they got to go like full tilt on the whole fucking ship for some reason. And, um, you can tell that something's wrong with her because she's got the crazy mind control spider on her chest and you're like, Oh shit, Jill's a villain. And then the movie ends. Well, I mean the movie ends some more after it already ended. Did you say she was blonde? Yes. Okay. So I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Sorry. I was looking at how much this movie made. No, I just thought it was funny because, yeah, she was in two, not in three, and then she's back for four, and she's bad. Good good plot twist or something. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was fun, um, except, uh, yeah, they, they have her in that one, the next film. And then she kind of, most of the time she spends walking around, shooting some, getting annoyed at Alice's existence, and then <laughs> walking around some more. She pretty much does like the same three things till the end of the film. She does them very well, though. She's real good at that walking thing. Now, <laughs> I had one problem with, I mean, I had problems with so many things, but really the main issue I had is the giant mutated zombie with the sack over his head who has apparently learned some blacksmithing in his free time in between eating brains has this giant sledgehammer axe thing. All this wicked shit all over him. It's like, that doesn't even make any kind of sense. How is that a thing? What is happening? I like that your concern isn't that he's like three times the size of a normal human being. Mutated. He's mutated. And also apparently that involves bone growth. Yes. Um, Duh. But I think my issue with the film was that, uh, once again, it's the CGI. Now, this one and the next one were both shot for 3D films. Um, so, like we said, this was 
it that's part of the reason the CGI looks a little wonky, but I love her quarter shotgun. <laughs> yeah, that thing is pretty awesome. I, I really would like to see that in 3D just for that, honestly. We'll get one of those 3D TVs. That's still relevant, right? That they don't make anymore? Yeah, that's still relevant, right? Yeah, sure. We'll just find one on eBay. I'm sure they work fine. Okay, real quick. <laughs> no. Uh, I forgot to say how much the last movie made. The last movie made, so it cost like $40 million to make, and it made, I think it made $100 million, which is a lot of fucking money, dude. No wonder these things kept getting made. Oh, no, no. So it cost 45 made 147 Afterlife. Cost sixty to make, right? Sixty million. Tell me how how much you think it made worldwide. Three fifty. Three hundred three hundred million. Yeah, number four made that much. I mean, this was my. I think this is my second favorite, just because it was so over the top and just so ridiculous. Like that whole scene with the giant mutated sledgehammer guy when they're fighting him. That Claire was Dane. ridiculous. Claire Danes, Jesus. Um, Allie Lauder. Yeah, I, don't, I said Claire Danes because Claire. Claire. Yeah, Claire. Um, yeah, Allie Lauder did have some uh, really aggressive kicky scenes uh where she was fighting him that i, I really did enjoy sh- her do some sweet stunts yeah i really like that scene i really like her as an actress too i'm glad she was in that one. Oh, and you also in four find out that uh chris who was wentworth miller and claire are brother and sister you find that out and you're like oh that's an interesting little addition that you did there. And it's no longer relevant after this film. It's not. So why don't you take it to number f- five, Resident Evil Retribution. Okay, so this one starts really confusing. I remember <sighs> you were super confused. I think this is my second favorite. Why is it? Why was I confused? Because um, it starts with um, Alice waking up with... No, remember, it starts with everything just going backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that crazy, so, awesome backwards dope scene. Dope opening sequence. Sorry. Um, Get where your head out of your it's ass. Bite me. <laughs> uh, where it's the end events, or what happens basically immediately after the end of the last film. And it's the um, ship being attacked, and people fighting, and people being shot, and helicopters exploding. And it's really cool because it starts with Alice in the water and rolls in reverse. Yeah, that was awesome. Just, yeah, yes. So, yeah, but I just like that. I was like, that's a cool way to do that. You could have done that a million ways. I like it. Yeah, and you, you like you can tell they shot it all forward and then just played it backwards. And it worked really well because um, it, it just it looked really interesting and it was a really fun way to start out the plot. Um, and what I think is funny is like the character Kmart who was in two films in a row, not in this one. Um, anybody else who was in this, none of the uh, cast is reoccurring into this film from the previous one. You don't even see them on the ship. Um, the only person you see is Lucas, who was the dude in the tunnel. Yep. Cause I'm like, we got one of your friends. I'm like, one of my friends, do you mean a guy I knew for a few hours? <laughs> BFF. <laughs> Um, He's your friend now. It's a zombie apocalypse. You, you know? only got the one. You got that one. That's and it. The, yeah. So um, it plays all of that in rever- reverse and then it kind of blacks out. But then it's then she wakes up and she's a suburban housewife and she's like kind of looking around, looking at her hair. She's got this like these bangs and this long like um, blonde hair and she's just kind of looking confused. And the guy who plays um, Carlos is her husband and they have a uh, deaf daughter together. And you're just like, I don't 
yeah, you got really confused on the app and you're like, I don't understand what's going on. Because I looked away for a second and looked back up and then I was like, wait, well, how much did I actually miss? Is like this a flashback or something? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, so uh, then they, then he gets attacked by a zombie and then the zombie outbreak starts all over again and you see Michelle Rodriguez and she almost hits um, Alice and her daughter with a car. So she's like, come on, get in the car. And then um, they crash and like basically all this chaos ensues and she um, runs off to protect her daughter and then it cuts to Alice inside this containment unit where she's wearing that weird bib thing that only covers the front and the backs of her, but no sides. Yeah, so she's essentially naked except for some paper. Um, and Jill standing like way above her uh, trying to question her. And every time she doesn't answer a question, they play a really horribly loud um, high pitched sound. Oh God, I had to turn it down for that. I was like, this is upsetting. I don't like it. Exactly. It's effective. And then suddenly the power goes out um, after sh- like a questionable amount of time has passed. And um, she starts running through what appears to be Tokyo. She gets some clothes, to be clear. Uh, yeah, she, she gets she, thrown into this Tokyo simulation that you see, you saw in one of the movies. <laughs> you, you see a bit of it in one of the films. I think um, it was the second one that second or third one that opened with the scene in Tokyo where that girl's just standing there in Tokyo and then bites because that's the scene that you see yeah. in the simulation. And she's part of it now and so she um, she's not really sure what the hell's going on but she's like I still gotta get the hell out of Dodge so I'm just gonna keep moving. Keep running. Like a part of the building opens up to a white walled umbrella logo and then she runs down this hallway. Has a super do, uh, dope fight sequence with all these zombies where she's just like she's got this chain thing that she's kicking ass with and some guns and she's doing a bunch of flippy moves and it's really cool and then she bumps into this girl what what the hell is that actress's name hold um, on uh standby I'm, I'm on right here retribution get it get it get it uh, is it becky no what who does she what do you mean who does she run into uh, the 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 Asian lady. The Asian lady. Uh, uh I don't know. Ada. I'm sorry. Oh oh oh. Uh, Bing 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 Lee. That's her name. Ada Ada Wong. Ada. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. She Ada. Ada. And they're like holding guns to each other. And then Ada explains she's in a simulation facility, underground in Russia. Um, that she's working with uh Trasker to break Alice out. Um, because they're they've turned against Umbrella for inexplicable reasons. Yeah, that, so that, they need her help now. So now Trasker yeah. wants to work with her. You're like, okay. Yeah, and you're also like, we're just gonna <laughs> gloss over the fact that he's alive. But sure, whatever. Yeah, because you probably def- a clone. Because they're just. Oh no, that's right. That's right. We got into this thing because this is the one where you realize that everyone has like all these fucking clones. So like, it was probably just a clone of Trasker. Yeah. So um, she so she explains that there's a. like a team of guys who are coming down to break Alice out because Alice can help end the apocalypse. And, um, they've got one of her friends, Lucas there. And, um, (laughs) one of the guys who's in the games is in there, but he's like a really minor character with a really goofy shaggy haircut. And, um, so while they're running through these simulations, um, the group of guys is dealing with this very bizarre zombie Russian that can fire gun simulation. And um, she bumps into this like suburbia of Raccoon City where um, she basically bumps into her clone daughter 
who thinks that she's her clones. Which is upsetting. Um, she thinks she's her clone. So, yeah, she's like, Mom. And um, Sorry, real quick. It's Luther, not Lucas. Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so, uh then they kind of go on to explain that, yeah, they keep running these simulations to test how the viruses will work. So there's only a set number of models. There are clones of everybody, um, which they're basically like stating the unimportance of this small deaf child because she's just a clone anyway. And and Alice is like, why the hell do they keep running these simulations like to see how it works? And originally they built all these simulation areas so they could, you know, show... Um, the virus in Moscow and then sell the virus to the Americans and then um, show the virus in New York and sell it to the Russians. And then they go into far too many examples of what they mean. Like we're all idiots. Um, So yeah, then they keep running. Uh, They run into a good Michelle Rodriguez, who's apparently a vegan who never fires guns ever. That was so great. And then they've got, crazy evil michelle rodriguez who is all about the murder and what i think is really fun is it's the entire swat team from the original film they're clones and they're all like we're just here to kill you so capture capture kill because they're doing all the work while jill's busy walking and getting upset at alice's existence (laughs) yeah what i really uh, Doug about this one is the fact that they're just pretty much going from simulation to simulation trying to escape and they're like no one's ever escaped this place before and so they're just running through all these simulations that I thought was pretty interesting um, yeah that's part of why I liked it was because of the the fun simulations yeah and the CG in this one was so stepped up because there's that uh, even more giant or liquor yeah there's like this it, it's kind of well it's funny because the mind flare was rem- like almost reminded me of this so it's, it's it's like very mind flare looking but obviously this was years before that ever happened so I, I really like that and the cg on him was near flawless i was like oh wow they finally stepped up their game so i gave this higher marks because the cg was actually like super on point and uh the f- just the fucking choreography with the stunts was uh, like unreal. Like all those fight scenes she had were so good, just well shot, well well choreographed. And I, it's I really, really like cool it. music for the fight scenes. Like they had some really sweet. Like I don't know what that song was they played throughout the film, but I really liked it. Just uh, every movie has had like a pretty decent score. It's like kind of metal ish, and it's really like heavy, and it just works. Just yeah. fucking works. I will say um, the uh, climax of the film was kind of a bummer i mean there were some really cool parts like what do you mean um well because the crazy murdery michelle rodriguez is of course the one that makes it through the film uh not the one that doesn't want to shoot guns she doesn't make it um that'll teach her a lesson then shoot guns but then she the crazy one injects herself with something that makes her heal and she's already hella strong so she keeps um she starts fighting the guys well um Jill and Alice duke it out on top of the ice um, because they think they've gotten away, but then they like flip their damn car and they're like, oh shit, so we got to fight them now. And uh, I thought it was so weird because Luther gets made out to be like, ah, he's one of those characters that survives. And Michelle Rodriguez does one swift fist to the chest and you see this zoom in 3D or uh, x-ray thing where she basically cracks his ribs into his heart and he just dies. And it's you're like, like the two inch punch oh. from Kill Bill. It's like, Phew. 
the f- uh, the two inch punch where he does that and stops oh, your heart. Oh, uh, the you, it's like palm lotus. Oh, I thought it was the two inch punch. I don't know what. Whatever. It's the thing. It's like the thing from Kill Bill where he just punches you right in the sternum. You take three steps and you fall over and die. Yeah, except this was just let me punch your ribs into your heart. <laughs> uh, so you're like, oh shit. I guess Luther didn't really need to be in this film, but sure, whatever. But, uh, yeah, sure. Bring him back. Uh, cool. Yeah, this one. Uh, I also feel like Alice looked the best in this one because she had like that uh, like short haircut with like kind of kind of slicked gelled back hair, kind of like. I don't know. Her hair was the best in this, and then she had that awesome, just like leather suit she was wearing. So she was rocking shit in this movie. I think she definitely looked the most badass. Yeah. In this movie, um, and it only took five movies, but that's okay. No, yeah, this one, uh, this is this was my third favorite. I thought they did a really great job. Uh, CG was was really good. They stepped it up again. Score was great, and I just loved uh, the whole clone thing. And I just thought that was an interesting way to also the the clones being treated like. <laughs> Like dry cleaning, they're just on these things that are just spiraling around. Like that looks like the dry cleaners, but with bodies. That's upsetting for my eyes. Oh yeah, and there's that moment where she's walking the little girl through the clones. And oh she's yeah. Like the little girl's like, "Are you my mother? Like, who are you? What is this? Are you my mother?" And she's like, "I am now." Uh, yeah, I am now. Like, and just uh, like your mom's dead. Uh, replacement. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> I will say, uh, I did like the fight sequence between Jill and Alice in the end because, uh, you know, they she gets the thing off of Jill's face or uh, off her chest before she has time to put her face into the um wheels of a vehicle and oh yeah that was cool um i did read something this morning actually (laughs) that i thought was um kind of relevant to this and it was like um weird things that films do um that are like weird trends that don't really make sense like uh females always have to fight females in films like um like in James Bond movies, if there's a f- female good guy, they're going to make a female bad guy for her to fight because, right. God forbid, the genders fight each other. I'm like, oh, yeah, because in the climax of the film, um, Alice fights Jill. That's who she fights. The two villains at the end are female for her to kill them because she kills both of them. And um, there's a, there's no like big bad guy, but... Not all of them track, but this particular one, it was like, yeah, it's girls duking it out. But I do like how she uh, dealt with Michelle Rodriguez, which was great because I'm fairly certain Michelle Rodriguez cracked her ribs in this Mm. one. Well, I mean, like the character cracked Alice's ribs, Um, Mm. but the whole shooting the ice and her falling through and the zombies pulling her down was was a really cool shot. I like that. Yeah, they did some uh, they did some really fun shots in this one. Yeah, I really, I really, like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. I really thought it was good. Um, but then, uh, where was I going to go with that? Oh, my God, I had something I was going to say. That sounds really interesting. Oh, I forgot. You made me forget. Why did you do this to me? I did it on purpose. Oh, damn you. I don't know. Whatever. Better than I thought it was going to be because, like, you know, they, oh, oh, wait, no, the ending. I want to talk about the ending. I forgot how this one ended. Did we already say that? Oh, yeah, the Bananarama ending. Go ahead. I don't remember. I can't remember. What is it? DC. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was going to say. Because this one is super cool. You find out that the uh, blonde-haired, douchey bro guy uh, ditched Alice, goes to the White House. Was that, was that what happened? He ditched no, her? No, he was um, in... He was The final stand was in D.C., and that's where he was getting them transported to. Oh, that's right. all those weird flying things you'd 
think they'd have a harder time getting to DC, but whatever. Well, anyways, she gets to DC and uh, Douchey Guy's living in the White House now. Totally relevant to today. Okay, cool. And then at the end, it zooms out and you see it's like this giant wall around the lighthouse. There's fire. There's fucking, I'd say, millions of zombies just swarming the gates. You see these shadows of two flying things and you're like, oh, holy shit. This is the last stand they're taking. It's going to be fucking epic. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see the sixth one. And they just blow right past that in the sixth one. Just gone. It, it, this one, the sixth one called The Final Chapter, picks up like three weeks after. Well, first, actually, in its traditional fashion, it explains everything that's happened before. Um, and it kind of goes over every movie almost with like these really tiny screens that pass through the camera and you're like oh i remember that scene you're just seeing all the scenes from all the movies catches you all up to speed and then it just cuts to alice about three weeks after the ending of the first movie and just completely just retcon all like you're because you expected like a huge battle i was like yeah it's gonna be sick and then she's just living her life driving a car trying not to get killed by the flying thing that's chasing her in the beginning just like hey she was living underground and she and it was it was like I don't know what happened to Jill because apparently she didn't make it because that actress was not invited back for filming. Well, that's funny, too, because, yeah, Wentworth Miller was in four and then in five. He's just not there. He's just gone. Probably, and Obviously, they probably couldn't get him back, but he's just uh, not there. So it's just people like to just kind of disappear at some points and reappear. And just, okay. And this one, some of the actors were just not invited. And then some of them, like the little girl, she's not in it because she outgrew her part. She was too old at that point. Well, yeah. Because it had been four years. Um, and you can't really play a 10 year old at the age of 14 no not even kind of this is the one where uh tarkin turkin whatever his name is fucks her over because he trasker trasker he fucks her over and leaves for the hive right but somehow the red queen tracks down alice tells her that every fucking human's gonna die in 48 hours uh and she has to save them wesker oh my god i've been calling him trasker god get your fucking head out of your ass i don't know they've all got names luther lesker Wesker. Wesker. <laughs> Fuck it, whatever. Jessica. Blonde douche guy. That guy, yeah. That's why I've been calling him blonde douche guy. Okay, so on her way to save the day, she gets kidnapped by people. Just some people. Then she wakes up and, oh, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Claire's back. Uh, fucking great way to pop her back. What? Yeah, Claire's back in this one. You skipped past a chunk of him. Then what, stuff. what? Go ahead. Okay, so she uh, finds it. Her car gets crashed. She starts walking. She finds a seemingly totally fine um motorbike and then it turns out it's a bunch of um umbrella guys that like setting a booby trap so she kicks the shit out of them while being suspended by one foot and then um she gets electrocuted when she tries to start the bike because she doesn't have a um authorized fingerprint for it and um is captured by uh this crazy zealot version of Dr. Isaacs who's running around in these dual armored vehicles that have a bunch of prisoners, crosses hanging everywhere, and um, tend to drag people behind the back, like have they're running slow enough that the people can jog behind them um, with a horde of zombies following. And they throw her out there because she... Um, they kind of deduce that she's heading towards Raccoon City and something she says uh, he mentions to Wesker sounds like she knows about the antivirus because um, why else would she be heading back to Raccoon City? Yeah. Well, there you go. 
That's what you missed. Sorry. She gets away and then she bumps into a bunch of uh, survivors because... What, did you mention the 48-hour thing? Yeah. So at the beginning, she has 48 hours to save the day. Yeah. And uh, that's where she sees Claire. Well, yeah, that's where you see Claire. Because I was like, my thought was, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Claire's back. So what, she was in three, four, and six? Three, five, and six? She's in three of them, right? Yes. Let's go three, with yes. Three, four, and six. Three, four. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, this is fucking so weird. Like, just keep people in or don't let the, because you just think, oh, she's dead or, oh, she clone or, I don't know what's fucking happening in this one. Oh, we don't want to talk about this one. Spoilery, though. Yeah, so we're not going to get into the whole climax of the film. Okay. Okay. Basically. Well, we already said that we the, the whole reason for why the T-Virus was created was changed. Now that I know that, that makes me mad. I didn't realize. I thought it was the same thing. I just heard it was about a girl and she was fixing the her problem. The same idea. They just kind of changed it. Yeah. But um, this one became very... Cent- like, all of them are kind of about Alice. This one became very Alice-centered. Yeah. And she gets the last of the survivors because if she doesn't get the airborne cure out in 48 hours, um, which will kill anything that it comes in contact with it um, that has the T-virus. They um, explained that that will include her since she has been reinfected with the T-virus yeah, by yeah. Wesker because, you know, he just likes to give and take and he's a tease. <coughs> um, God damn it, you. Make up your mind. Do you want me to have superpowers or not? Um, she gets the last of the survivors, um, despite being attacked, to break into the hive again. And um, a a totally different level to the highs that apparently they just did not deal with in the first film um, to try and save the day. And then you kind of figure out more. They they always put a little more together. They always add a little more to what's been going on, like a little piece to the story, a piece to the puzzle every film. And this one kind of just slams the rest of the pieces into place. So, you know, what's yeah. going on. I mean, I enjoyed it, but also like, yeah. Wow. A lot of lot of plot changes. Yeah, and this one for me just didn't really hit the mark. Um I I thought the editing of it was very jarring because there are so many cuts. Like every time they're in a, a fight scene, there's cut, 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 and then like the camera's very shaky and just like oh my I had to like look away at one point because I was like, This is a lot for my eyes. That is because the director did ninety five percent of the filming with a handheld camera. Oh. I'm not. Well, yeah, I read that. That makes sense because all the movies have been very like edited and directed and shot pretty well. You know, they're very well. And then this one is just like so jumpy and so all over the place. So cut, cut, cut. I was like, oh, oh my god, this is too much. This is too many cuts. Stop it. Yeah, I think this was the roughest film. Um, yeah. Because of that, because they made abrupt changes. Um, I mean, I did like the twist at the end. That was interesting, but they did make changes. Um, the ongoing plot outside of that, like, oh, there's a traitor in your midst and um, whatnot was, was kind of cliche, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, a like this film had like a body count on it, like an actual oh, real yeah. life body count. One person got crushed to death in a Hummer stunt and another person, um, and oh, mo- you're talking re- real, like a real life. Someone, one of the stunt people died during uh, filming, and another one lost an arm. Yeah, what a shame. That's like 
bananas. Maybe that's why they don't make any more because uh, they were, you know, taking out the stunt people. Unintentionally, I would assume. So. Yeah, I mean, they're still making Walking Dead and that guy died, so. Didn't die on set, though. I mean, he died in the hospital because he missed his mat that he fell on and he fell onto the ground from like, it was like a 30-foot fall or something oh. and he died. Oh, for Herschel? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking about a stunt guy. A oh. A stunt went wrong and a stunt man recently, died recently, on yeah, Walking sorry. Dead. I thought, for some reason, I went to Herschel. I was like, he was- What a, a random death to talk about. He was so old. I thought that's what you were talking about. I don't fucking know. No, no one I meant stunt people. I'm sorry. Stunt people should not have to die to do stunts. I mean, it is the risk you take, uh, but it's not <laughs> the outcome you hope for. Well, yeah. All right, so real quick, some overall thoughts and uh, final final notes here. Overall, there, it really does follow a pretty strict narrative for the most part. Like, it's very set out and thorough, but then there's a lot of retcons, a lot of things they gloss over, and just a complete lack of explanation to, sometimes. Uh, fuck gravity, physics, and death in these movies because they might as well not exist. <laughs> um, Who needs death when you've got clones? Every movie borders on this weird line of like almost being a masterpiece and almost being terrible that I just think they play so well. It's very bizarre. And uh, just really wish they would have followed up on some of the cliffhangers that, you know, like, like you know, from the fifth to the sixth one, like I really wanted to see an all out zombie brawl and I didn't get that. I was very upset. And then my last note that I have is uh, so Extinction was definitely my favorite. I feel like that was the best overall out of the entire series. Uh, followed by Afterlife, which I felt was the most fun because it was bonkers and just silly. Uh, then followed by Resident Evil Retribution, which I felt had the best CG and fighting choreography. Uh, then the first one, because I felt like that had the best story because uh, it was very involved, a lot of layers, very well done. Uh, then that's followed by Resident Evil Apocalypse because that one was just the most bonkers with the nemesis and all the fighting and shit. And then, uh, yeah, the final chapter falls down on the my least favorite but it did have the best ending because it did wrap it up in a good way just just changed a few things so that's my ranking and what i thought each one did so hey switch the second and the third one and we've got the same list oh really yeah. so extinction retribution afterlife yeah nice but pretty much the same yeah i mean i really had a lot of fun watching these uh two and four definitely going to be some guilt or guilty pleasure movies that i uh rewatched and again and again just because they were so much fun and uh, I'm glad to have watched them all in succession. Really solid series. I recommend every single one of them. Is there any final notes you have to say on the subject? You never do. No. I just always like to ask. One day I will. One day you and will. And that'll be the day you forget to ask. And then I'm going to get upset at you. And you're going to be confused as to why. Wow. Anyways. Stay tuned for that. So I know we said we were going to go every week. And we intend to. But this weekend we will be in New York. So we won't. There's really no way to record a podcast. We'll be gone for about five or six days so we will pick up the following week uh when we return and uh, i'm not sure what we're gonna do yet but neither am i it'll be a surprise for everybody so yes until then stay tuned guys and stay spooky yeah don't fucking start this <laughs> shit again stay spooky goodbye goodbye i fucking hate you goodbye